Welcome to the podcast Joke Strap. Uh, my name is Wes Hoffman. Uh, glad you are tuning in and listening. Uh, some of you may be wondering, uh, why uh, the name Joke Strap? Uh, well, the answer is this. Uh, I wanted to combine something, or I wanted to have a title that combined uh, my love for uh, stand up comedy or comedy as a whole, and also uh, my love for sports, uh, especially the Oakland A's and San Jose Sharks. And uh, I decided to come up with the name Jokestrap. Uh, obviously a play on of the word jockstrap, in case you haven't figured that out yet. Uh, but that's what that is. Uh, so a little bit about myself um, as far as the comedy perspective. Um, I actually uh, started performing around the time I was in the sixth grade. Not comedy, but um, theater. Um, I had seen a guy named uh, Aaron Hurd performing uh in a group called the Children's Playhouse, uh, which my sister was actually in, too. Uh, but I saw him, and I saw how much fun he was having, like, on stage. I decided I wanted to get involved in this uh, production stuff as well, uh, the Children's Playhouse, which put on these, like, little cheesy musicals and stuff like that uh, when I was younger. So I got involved in that and started doing those shows around the sixth grade. Uh, from there... Uh, in high school, I was uh, in the theater department. Um, I was part of the drama club, and uh, I would make a uh, little like one-liner jokes uh, during class, like under my breath. Uh, I wasn't like the class clown because uh, I was like so shy, but um, I would I would say little little one-liners and get people's attention that way. And uh, they actually coined a phrase for me when I was in high school. They called it a West joke. Because it didn't always make sense, and sometimes it went over people's heads. Uh, one West joke I can actually remember uh, that I had was, I was like, why do they call it Pepsi? Why can't they call it Pep Ocean? Which is really stupid. It's just me changing the word C, which is spelled S-I, but making it like S-E-A and changing it to Ocean. Ch just changing the body of water in a soda. It's kind of stupid, but people are like, oh, West joke. And uh, it just kind of stuck around. So if you actually typed in westjoke.com in your browser, you would actually be redirected to my website. Um, so that's just just kind of stuck around. Um, and I used it. Uh, it's also my Twitter handle, at westjoke. If you wanted to follow me on Twitter, um, you could do that. And also on Instagram, it's also uh, my handle. So, yeah, I just kind of use it for pretty much everything. Um <laughs> So that was the start, and then uh, in high school, at the end of the um, the run at Oak Grove in San Jose, um, in the year 2000 when I graduated, they did a like an award show ceremony, and they were like, "All right, Wes, you could be one of the hosts for this award show where they give out awards for like people who are the best actor in the musical or best actress in the talent show, and wide range of different awards from throughout the production season." And I was making stupid one-liners again during this award show. And then after the award show, one of my friend's uh, parents, uh, his dad, uh, my friend Stephen Jones, his dad came up to me and was like, Oh, hey, Wes, uh, you, you got some really funny stuff. You should stick with the comedy thing. And for some reason, I listened to his parents instead of my own. And uh, I stuck with it. Um, later on, I was going to uh, De Anza College in Cupertino. Uh, I went there uh, after high school, and uh, I was in a 
a class called Actors Ensemble, and the teacher was like, hey, does anyone want to try stand-up comedy? And I was like, oh, sure, I'll give it a shot. Actually, my friend uh, Brian Sawasser was in that class, too, and he was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And so um, I had a book about stand-up comedy that was about the only teaching I had other than from my acting teacher, which wasn't much. Um, the book said, hey, you should pick out a physical trait of yourself and just make fun of that and make fun of yourself. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. Um, and uh, I was pretty skinny at that time, so I decided I'd do a joke about my Adam's apple because it was like really protruding out of my neck, especially when you know I st stuck up my head and stuff like that. So I did a whole bit about my Adam's apple, which I don't recall at all in terms of, <laughs> other than the fact it was about my Adam's apple, I don't remember the bit. But, um, yeah, I did that. Uh, my friend Brian, he he did a joke that's still pretty funny, I think, about a about a burrito that he made. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. They actually recorded it for the De Anza cable channel, so I guess you could say the very first time I ever did stand-up back in 2001 um, I was already on TV, so that was pretty cool. Um, not a wide range of audience, but on TV nonetheless. Um, from De Anza College, I <clears throat> went to a San Jose State University, and uh, in 2006, I actually took a course through the San Francisco Comedy College uh, with instructor Curtis Matthews. And uh, we worked on uh, writing for the first four weeks of the course, and uh, the actual performance for four weeks. I think it costs like 400, 450 bucks to join this class, uh, but I did it. I decided I'd go go for it. And then at the end of those eight weeks, um, it was you got to perform at Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale. So I decided, ah, I'm going to give this a shot. Went up. Uh, the show at Rooster Tea Feathers went pretty well. Um, from there, I went. <clears throat> From there, I was able to network with a whole bunch of other different comedians and uh, just pretty much haven't stopped since. Uh, I've taken some breaks, but for the most part, been sticking with it. Um, let's see, in 2006 also, um, a friend of mine who worked for the city of Morgan Hill was like, Hey, Wes, uh, you should run comedy shows here at the Morgan Hill Playhouse, which is a theater. And... Uh, I was like, oh, okay, let me talk to your boss or whatever, because she worked for the city, and uh, the Morgan Hill Playhouse is part of the part of the city, and uh, so we we discussed it. We went with the we started a show um, in 2006 in the summer of 2006 uh, for six weeks. We did a show on Thursday nights, and uh, the the venue took half of the door money that we made, and the performers took the other half. And it went well for six weeks, but towards the end, it kind of felt like we were giving more money to the venue than we thought we should be. Uh, so we came up with another plan. Uh, we ended up doing the shows just the last Thursday of every month instead. Um, it would feature me as the host, uh, two other, uh, two feature comedians, and then uh, a headliner. So it was a pretty uh, professional show that I was trying to put together, and. Uh, uh, I was paying the comedians uh, decent money, I think. Um, I mean, not 
out of this world money, but decent money to be to want to do the show. Uh, word of mouth got around to a lot of comedians pretty fast about the show. Uh, we ended up getting sponsors uh, locally uh, to sponsor the show, um, and then I would plug the sponsors during the show, try to come up with creative ways to plug them and uh, get them mentioned during the show. And uh, everything was working well. We had a, a restaurant, uh, Rosie's at the Beach, uh, that would provide the um, alcohol before the show. Um, so that was nice. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then uh, in 2009, uh, from there, uh, because the Morning Hill show is doing so great, we added a second show bef uh, the night before on Wednesday nights um, in Gilroy at a place called the Gaslighter Theater. And uh, so we were doing the, uh, we would have the same comedians perform both nights. Uh, that way I could get them two nights of work instead. And uh, really enjoyed that. And then after a while, um, the Gaslighter would be renamed the Nine Lives Club because it got, uh, it changed owners. And then in 2013, I was like, okay, um, we, I've been doing this now for seven years, and it was kind of like the um, college sports coach at that point where I was like, okay, I've taken this program <laughs> as far as I can. I've, I've raised these little kids, and they're, they're ready to go on to the next level uh, kind of thing. Um, I was ready just for the next challenge, sort of. I also thought at the time that um, I might be moving. I was kind of looking to move towards Sacramento at that point. Um, plus, I also knew I had some other stuff coming up that I needed to take care of. Um, and I just thought it'd be better just to get a set end date than just like end it randomly, say, in the middle of 2014 or something like that. So I ended it uh, in 2013. And then so it was uh, seven years of producing shows. Um, so then I didn't produce any shows for a while. And I'm not saying every comedian needs to produce a show. But if you want to learn what it's like to host, um, producing a show is definitely the way to go, the easiest way. Um, put together a show, that way you can host as many times as possible, you get as much stage time as you possibly can, that way it's guaranteed stage time you're going to have at least every week, every month, depending on how often you do the shows. I think it's a great um, learning tool. Um, and also, you start to understand how other producers feel in the business like um they it can get pretty frustrating when a comic's like hey book me and then he emails you again a week later hey did you get my email book me book me uh we get a lot of emails actually so um it's something that requires a lot of patience and uh, and time and just and just work really to do but um, I, I do enjoy it. I have fun doing it. Um, I just recently, uh, this month, August 2016, started producing another show at a small little room. Uh, it's called uh, O'Malley Sports Pub in Mountain View, California. Uh, that show's on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Uh, it's more of an open mic show, but I like to pre-book it in advance. Uh, that way, uh, That way comedians don't have to go out and make the trip and then find out, oh, uh, all the spots are filled. I'm not going to get any stage time. I'd rather um, comedians uh, email me ahead of time, uh, confirm that they're going to get stage time, and then that way they could just show up that night. And also that way 
I think the overall flow is better that way. Uh, I have a better idea of who's going to be there. And, like, I don't want to say, oh, hey, open mic, sign up at 7.30, and then three people show up. It's kind of hard to do a show that way. Um, I'd rather get a guaranteed list of people that are going to show up and do the show. Um, I do try to give, uh, at the O'Malley show, I do try to give the comedians more time uh, than they would have at a traditional open mic. Most open mics are like five minutes, um, four-minute sets maybe. Um, I try to give each one eight to ten minutes, work out a little bit more of their stuff, and then I'll get a headliner on there for um, about a 20-minute set. Uh, so we had our first show last week. It went pretty well. Uh, this week's show <laughs> is on August 9th. Um, I'm actually not going to be there because I'll be at an Oakland A's game, uh, but I'll be back the following week on August 16th. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a fun spot. Uh, if you're in the area, I suggest you check it out. Um, this week we will have guest host Sam Meeker and uh, headliner uh, Pete Munoz. Uh, so it should be a really good show, um, and uh, looking forward to hopefully having a good run there because um, it is a it is a good performance space. Uh, even if it is a sports pub, it it's still got a good performance space for uh, shows like this. Um, let's see a uh, little bit more about myself. Um, I'm 34 years old, uh, currently living with the parents. But um, I'm actually moving out in about a month uh, with, a, with, with a buddy of mine um, that I used to work with, actually. Uh, he's super excited about it. We're both excited about it. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, he'll probably appear on one of these podcasts in the future. Um, so just so you know. And uh, also, let's see. Oh, and the... And the, I guess the main thing, uh, as far as me, uh, let's see, in the, in the past year, uh, it's been a, a lot different. Um, last year, uh, from about, uh, September to November, I didn't do any, uh, stand-up shows. Um, I actually had to get a heart surgery. And, uh, what that entailed was, uh, replacing a, uh, the bicuspid aortic, wait, bicuspid aortic valve is what they called it. It was something I knew I would need in my whole life, but uh, then uh, over time, it was just a matter of when, and last year was the when. It, it was something I never really talked about with people like uh, over the years. It was like, you know, I can't control it. Why should I even bother discussing it with anybody? Um, but last year, I finally opened up about it with my friends. I was like, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. And they're like, oh, no, Wes, I'm so worried, blah, 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 blah. Except for one buddy, he's like, see if you die, do I get your PS4? And I was like, haha, very funny. I was like, no, you don't. But uh, good news is, uh, I'm here. Uh, it worked. Um, everything seems to be going great. I've actually lost a lot of weight. Uh, I was around 245 pounds uh, summer of last year, 2015. I'm down to 185 now. So it's, it's definitely done a lot for me. I'm more active now. Um, that means like sports wise, um, and, uh, I feel a lot better. I am on a new diet now. Uh, they're like, Hey Wes, um, you can't have as much sodium and, uh, you got to limit your vitamin K intake. 
and I had no idea what vitamin K was. I was like, what is that? Um, I've never heard of it. And they're like, oh, vitamin K is basically like your leafy green vegetables. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> vegetables. I can't have those. Help me. Uh, so, I mean, I can't eat vegetables. It's just you got to find where the line is. Uh, can't eat too much. Can't eat too little. It's really weird. Um, so, I think I'm, I'm at a point where I've figured it all out. And... Uh, I've gotten used to this lifestyle. I have a Fitbit now, so I challenge uh, my friends. There's a, let's see, I challenge my uncle Lanny and I are big, big time competitors, so we challenge each other um, almost every week. And then uh, my friend Joy's in on it, and my friend uh, Sean, and sometimes his wife is on it. Uh, we're uh, constantly challenging each other to see how many steps uh, we can get. Uh, I'm actually been waking up at like 5 a.m. every morning, or almost every morning, uh, going out, getting some steps before I even start my day job at 7 a.m. Uh, my day job is for a, uh, a food company delivery. Uh, what we do is we deliver food from different restaurants to businesses uh, and, and also uh, residences. So uh, we deliver from restaurants that normally don't uh, deliver and that's what we do. I had worked uh, customer service for 10 years uh, at this job, so I actually started working at waiter.com. Uh, that's the name of the company. I actually started working there around the same time I started doing comedy. That's kind of odd. Uh, I mean, like, comedy uh, on a consistent basis, anyway. And, uh, and then this year, I actually got promoted and took the job of account manager. Um, so that's my uh, new position with the company. And uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun job. Um, so that's, I don't even know how it got into that. Um, but yeah, so that's my day job. And then uh, whenever I can, I try to get out and get on a, get on a mic. Um, Form at an open mic or a show, or I mean, I know a lot of guys that uh, do like five or six or seven mics a week, um, and they they get out as much as they can. Um, I'm happy if I could get anywhere between three or four a week. Um, I I don't think I could do every night of the week. Just it drains me too much. Plus, with the with these, with these Fitbit challenges that I do too. And I know I'm, even if I wasn't doing the challenges, I still know I need to be exercising on a consistent basis. I think just with that and with my day job and then the comedy, it, it would drain me too much if I was doing like five or six shows a week. So I think three or four is a good number for me right now. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much uh, how it's been right now. Um, let's see. I think that's uh, pretty much uh, all I want to mention uh, in this uh, first episode of the podcast. But uh, future episodes of the podcast, uh, I will be uh, discussing various things like uh, top topics that are, are uh, current events, uh, stuff, um, uh, sports, uh, uh, like baseball and hockey and stuff like that. 
and then also movies. I enjoy movies. Might be discussing those, and then anything that you might want to hear. If there's anything that you're like, hey Wes, you should talk about this in your podcast. You should talk about this. I don't play Pokemon Go. Don't ask me for advice on that. I'm not going to talk about that very much. And uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, the Olympics are going on right now, so I'm probably just going to tune into those for the rest of the night before I go to bed. Uh, I think it's a really weird uh, time to be uh, watching the Olympics, though, just with all that's going on. One, it's in Rio, which I know there's a big like debate about whether they should have even had them there. And then also just rooting for America right now. It seems kind of it seems kind of weird. Like, I mean, I'll root for the athletes. I have no problem with the American athletes, uh, but it's just uh, the the sense of pride right now for America. I can't say it's the highest I've had, um, just because with all the, the weird tragedies and everything that's been going on in America, people are killing each other over stupid things, um, over over race or over their background or whatever. Um, I think it. I think uh, rooting for America and having pride in America. I I don't think it's as high as it once was right now, uh, but I will root for the athletes a little bit more than I'll root for the country. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Um, I can't say, oh, hey, we're the best country, because uh, if you've looked at our our news stories lately, we're not really the best country right now. So well, we might have the best athletes, but I can't say we're the best country. That's all I'm going to say there. Uh, anyway, that's uh, it for uh, episode number one of uh, Joke Strap. Um, if you have any questions, again, or if you want me to discuss any topics, anything going on. Um, also, I'll have some guests coming on future shows, uh, so that should be fun. Uh, you can email me at wes at westjoke.com, and uh, I'll take them into consideration. All right. Thank you very much. Bye.